Welcome to the Lost Boys the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabriel O'Sullivan. This is my buddy Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and this podcast exists to help bring strength and comfort and encouragement to our fellow brothers who may have traveled a similar journey. Welcome, Will. Good morning, Gabe. So we are going to move into a new probably series today. Mm-hmm. All right, and this one is uh, it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to be discussing. God's goodness. Mm. You know, the title says true or false, God is good. You know, when you're mm. going through a really difficult time, I know those are some questions that they go through our mind. Like if I'm going through a time of suffering or pain, how can God be good? Because what I'm going through right now is definitely not good. Mm-hmm. And we think that it's really important that we surround ourselves and bury truth within our, our minds, within our hearts. And so that way we know what is good and what is true, because oftentimes when you're in the middle of a difficult circumstance, uh, there can be some lies that get that creep in uh, mm-hmm. because of how bad the situation is. And so Will has comprised a great list of truths for us to to uh, to go through, mm-hmm. to to be able to see and tell us and remind ourselves that God is good. So yeah, let's, yeah, let's take it away. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think kind of the the reason that I thought about this was, you know, we've already done an episode on or multiple episodes on God's goodness or just the fact that God is good, um, and we kind of we feel like we you know we quote unquote proved our point there, and you know we could just say we're done with that. You know, we've covered God's goodness and, and proved that God is good even though there's sin. And, you know, we don't have anything else to say there. But, I mean, I think, one, there's always more to say about God. Uh, two, there's so much bad, you know, happening in our world, so much that's hard, so much that's suffering, so much that seems evil to us. And it's really easy to just forget or, or just to stop thinking about God's goodness because you're so caught up in somebody hit my car in traffic, you know, like a small, relatively small thing, you know, somebody spilled a coffee all over my keyboard, whatever it is, you know, all the way up to having marital problems, you know, moving towards divorce or we lost a child, you know? And so I just think there, we wanted to provide some ammunition for you to remind yourself daily that God is good and just kind of flesh out some of these things. Um, Some of them are, higher theological concepts um, that you may or may not have ever thought about before in detail at least but I think we're going to try to boil them all down to easy to understand you know there is this higher concept but this is the easy part to see practically how God loves us and to prove how God loves us so we uh, we're going to take it away and yeah, only man. One yeah, or two of these. absolutely. Yeah, yeah jumping yeah. right in. Um, first point says his creation is seen as good and purposeful. Um, God is sovereign. He is creator of all things, mm. and that his creation reflects his wisdom and goodness. And we're taking that from Genesis one thirty one. It says, and God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the morning, where this it says, and the evening and the morning, the sixth day. Mm. Um, so I remember going to see Bill Cosby live in concert um, years and years ago. Uh, I was in this probably high school maybe and uh, had this amazing opportunity to sit front row. We had like 
tickets in the balcony and um i went with with uh with my dad and and he was like hey let's stop by the box office just in case hmm. they've had some tickets released that are closer i was like all right cool so we did and they're like this is your lucky day we just had tickets mm. released front row center mm. five minutes ago that wow. somebody's not coming so mm. we'll we'll let you have them so that was just that was amazing i mean two and a half hours the guy just sat in a chair and just killed it you mm. know like i mean i remember laughing so hard like mm-hmm. my stomach was hurting and my face was hurting and that kind of thing and he comments on this scripture mm-hmm. uh, uh during his uh during his show and he was like um he was like did you ever notice how that last verse in, in Genesis 1 or uh, says, and it was very good. He mm-hmm. was like, every other thing, you know, God said was good. He said, but uh, at, at the end, he was like, God comments on it, mm-hmm. how it's not only good, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've never really mm-hmm. um, forgotten that, that, uh, that he said it's very good. Now, how can that give us comfort, mm-hmm. will, and show us God's goodness, especially this day and time when mm. it seems like folks are questioning whether God knows what he's doing, even when he's making you as a, as a male or a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many different things you can take from that, that God's goodness through creation. But I mean, I think the first one, most obvious one is just the fact that he did create and mm. you know, he didn't have to do that from what we understand about God. You know, he's self-existent and eternal and within the trinity of the father son and the holy spirit like he's fulfilled he doesn't have have to have humans he doesn't have to have zebras and lions and you know, earth and trees and ocean like he doesn't need any of these things to be fulfilled or to to feel better about himself or he he's not the type of God that, oh, I need to create humans to worship me because I just need to feel better about myself. Like he is completely fulfilled outside of us, doesn't need anything from us or any part of creation, yet we still exist. Mm -hmm. So I think the most basic part of that is God has a purpose. He, He didn't just snap his fingers one day, create humanity and create all that exists just because he was bored. But he did it for a purpose, and one of those purposes is to have a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And he enjoys us, enjoys the relationship that we have. He wants us to get to know him. You know, he's there's a lot of times where it talks about God as our father in the Bible, and I think there is that fatherly relationship that he guides us, he gives us everything we need to not just survive but to thrive. And he also corrects us when we've made mistakes. And so I think kind of the most basic part there is that he did create us. He loves us enough to give us things. You know, he could have created us in this. I don't know if anybody would remember this movie. It's kind of a weird, like, 80s and 90s movie. It's called Music Box. You remember that movie? It was uh, it was like a low-budget movie, but it was like a metaphor for the gospel, that uh, I don't even know where my parents got it. My dad got it. But it was like this guy working in what looked like Chicago or Pittsburgh, just like a, a factory town or a steel town or something. And basically the whole first part of the movie, it just shows like his misery. And he's just like, he goes to work, he punches a clock, he whatever he's doing, he's on assembly line, he pushes a button. Like every three seconds he pushes a button and something happens. And this movie was probably made in the late 80s, so like, of course there's not as much automation. He has to push that button every time. But 
it goes through like 15 minutes of the movie. There's like this really boring music and it's really like over and over. Everything's repetitive. You can just see the look on his face, all his friends, everybody's just completely miserable. And then he, somebody gives him this music box and I think an angel gave him a music box. I don't know. I haven't seen this movie in so long, but the music box is the gospel. Like it's like this, this goodness, this, uh, this interruption to his life that is so amazing that it changes everything. Like it changes his personality, changes his, his outlook on life, changes everything. And he, through that and sharing that with people changes everything around him and kind of changes the whole city. And, you know, God could have given us an existence that was, you wake up, there's no life, there's no joy, you know, the sky's not blue, the, the leaves don't change in the fall, you know, like everything could just be completely static, there's no beauty, the earth was 100% flat, you know, it'd still be a globe because we're not flat earthers, but there could be <laughs> no mountains, no valleys, it could be just 100% flat all the way around, nothing beautiful about it, but God chose to give us beauty, you know, God chose to give us things that we can appreciate and enjoy and learn about him, learn about his creativity through that. So I think, I mean, I could, I could go on this whole podcast about Hmm. creation and how we can see God's goodness from it. But I think to kind of sum it up, the fact that he created anything is good. The fact that he created us is good. And then talking about the, the same chapter there, you know, he created man and then he saw, you know, boy rhino had girl rhino and boy tiger had girl tiger you know and they were fulfilled in each other and they were built up by each other and man didn't have a woman and so he created eve and that was very good you know he he had a well i don't know what the term he had a helper fit for him yeah. i think is what it Help, says yeah helpmate or something and like so i think having the blessing of you know if somehow god had deemed this was a world full of just men and we just we didn't we reproduced asexually however you want to say that we didn't need women the world would be a totally different more boring less fulfilling place so having the gift of being able to have wives and have daughters and you know just be able to enjoy two different reflections of the image of god is is a pretty amazing gift and yeah so, and yeah. I, I like what you said in the image of god because Verse 27 of chapter 1 says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them, right? Mm-hmm. So that, again, gives us that understanding that that the completion of male and female helps us understand even who God is better because that's we were both created in his image, mm-hmm. and that's good. Like, that is so good, and it's so complete. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously... We screwed it up, right, by by our sin, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but but God's creation is good, and that does reflect His goodness. So mm. yeah, good mm. point, man. All right, yeah. what about number two? That's a big, it's a big word right here. Mm-hmm. It's a big phrase. Yeah, yeah. You'll uh, you'll notice, and you if you've listened to our podcast for any amount of time, you'll notice that we're uh, we subscribe to Reformed theology. So we're going to use some bigger words sometimes. And uh, you don't have to 100% agree with us to still listen to the podcast. We hope you don't all agree with us. So we'll, we'll go from there. But this one is unconditional election. If you know what that means, I don't have to explain any further. But if you don't, it means God's choice to save individuals is based solely on his goodwill and his purpose, not on human merit. Essentially, it says 
we are unworthy. God is offering us salvation, and he chooses to save us because he has chosen us, not because we have done anything to deserve it. Mm. And you want to read that, yeah. uh, that verse there, Gabe? We got uh, so Ephesians this is, yeah. 1, 4 through 5. Yep, so Ephesians 1, 4 through 5, according as he had chosen in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So, wow. Significant verse right there saying that before he even created us, before he even created the world, that God had in his mind that we would be able to be before him without blame and before him in love, which would indicate that after the fall of man and after sin entering you know, mankind, that now we are no longer, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we can't enter into God's presence because of our sin unless something was done for us. And that, mm-hmm. of course, would be Christ's work on the cross. And so these, these two verses right here, so good, man, proven to us that God knew before he created us that he was going to have to redeem us mm-hmm. by, the, by the blood of his son. And, uh, man, that's, that's some goodness right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I mean, you had just talked about how God created everything perfect. And like you said in Genesis, you know, it is very good. And then we go to talk about this, that you said that we screwed it up. Mm-hmm. So God created things to work a certain way for us to have a certain relationship. And then we did the exact opposite of what he told us to do. And we, through Adam and Eve, and if you're a human being, listen to this. We applies to you. You screwed up at some point in your life. I've screwed up. Gabe screwed up. We have all chosen things that are outside God's will for our lives. And God would have been within his rights to just say, you know what? You screwed up. I'm just going to, like, if you know the story of the Bible, when the time of Noah, he just said, you know, this is a terrible earth. This is not what I designed. This is not what I desire. I'm just going to wipe it out start over with one righteous guy, Noah, and his family. And... God could have done that. I'm a history major. God could have done that hundreds of times. He would have been justified to look at, you know, the Holocaust or to look at some of the things that happened in the Middle Ages, you know, to look at things that happened in, you know, B.C. era that, that we have in recorded history and just say, this is such a horrible, gross thing that humans are doing. I'm just going to wipe them out and start over. So we could have, like, 50 flood events, you know, or whatever. He promised he wouldn't do it in the flood. We could have had world fire. We could have had meteor, you know, whatever it is. Like, God would have been completely justified in just wiping us all out, sending all his people to hell, and starting over with people that he deemed to be righteous. And he didn't do that. Like he continued. There's a story, you know, a theme in the Bible about God preserving a remnant for himself, and that just means he preserved some group of people that were faithful to him despite the majority of people turning away and rebelling against him. And God's done that throughout history. You know, you, again, back to the Bible, back 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, it talks about you know Moses and Abraham and Isaac and all of these stories throughout the Bible and, and David and Elijah and all of these different proofs and these people that God was faithful to. And you, know, you can go all the way down to we just talked about, you know, the Holocaust. There were believers that went through the Holocaust that God preserved, and many of them died, and many of them were preserved, and 
carried out God's will through the way that they loved people and they protected people. And, you know, you could look at closed countries now like China or North Korea or something like that. We've got those missionaries in those areas who God is preserving and giving the grace to go out and do his work and do his will. And so I think just the fact that he chooses us, even though none of us deserve it, gives us eternal salvation, gives us that hope and peace in him, and then turns us and chooses to use us in bringing other people to him is is a pretty amazing thing that he didn't have to do, and he chooses to do it because he's good. Mm, That's right. Definitely nothing that we earned. Mm -hmm. Right, not at all. Mm -hmm. So the next one says divine providence. Christians believe in God's providential care over every aspect of life. His governance over all events, including both good and difficult circumstances, is seen as an expression of his goodness. His control and governance over the world are viewed as good as they ensure his divine plan is carried out. So this is saying God is in control of everything. So then the question becomes, you know, well, if he's in control of everything, why does he let good stuff happen? Right. Or mm-hmm. sorry, why does he let good stuff happen or bad stuff happen? Um, why is it not just one way or the other? So what's the, what's the verse? And mm-hmm. let's get into this because this is, again, we're, we're, we're talking about how we can see God is good through his divine providence. Mm. Yeah, this is a verse that's probably familiar to some of y'all. It's Romans eight twenty eight. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. So I think, I mean, that's one that you probably heard a lot, and it's a really easy verse to just give people who are suffering that says, hey, don't worry, God works all things for good. You know, Don't worry about it. It'll be good. God promised this. But even though that can be just given as a an empty platitude and you can just you know, hear it and say, yeah, okay, whatever, I haven't seen that as my experience. You know, things, sometimes life sucks. And... That's true, but God turns these things. This whole podcast, if you've listened from the beginning to now, that's the story of our lives, that God mm-hmm. took something terrible and really everything we've experienced that wasn't good, but specifically the loss of our children, and has taught us about Him, has brought us closer to our wives, has brought us you know, new and different friends that we wouldn't have gotten to know if it wasn't for losing our children. And allowed them to speak in our lives and to build us up to be better men and hopefully allowed us to encourage them and push them closer to the Lord and help them become better Christians and and fathers. And, and so I think this podcast is a testimony and I think, you know, everything throughout history, you know, we go to, we've talked about this example before, but Christ being crucified on the cross is one of the worst things that's ever happened. You know, he is mm. the only truly innocent man yeah. that's ever lived. And <clears throat> he was, one, he wasn't believed when he testified to who he was. It was the first injustice, I guess, done to him. And then he was put on trial for blasphemy, for claiming to be God, which he was God. So you can't, I mean, if they had known, you can't really put a guy on blasphemy for, put a guy on trial for blasphemy for telling the truth. <laughs> and yeah. then... They convicted him, you know, they, they beat him, they sent him back and forth to, to Pilate and to Herod and everyone, you know, they were just trying to find a way to let this guy free because they knew, hey, he looks like he's either got some supernatural mojo going on I don't want to mess with, or he's just a good guy or maybe a little bit crazy, I guess, Pilate thought. You know, he was just trying to start a his own little cult, 
but even secular people like like Pilate and Herod didn't have the hatred for him that his own people did and so he was mm. punished by his own people he was scourged and beaten and ultimately he was carried out to the cross and crucified and that's like the worst thing that you can imagine happening in history is because he's the truly innocent man the only one that's ever lived a perfect life and was tortured and killed and God used that not just to redeem or to resurrect Christ and you know, wipe away that pain and that suffering and the tears that Christ went through there but also to give all of us hope that we are through Christ's sacrifice made perfect with Christ and made justified with God and the fact that we can sit here and have this podcast, the fact that we can have hope in Christ, we can have hope in the future, we can have the opportunity to see our children again and be restored in the loss that we have of our children, all of that came from objectively the worst thing that's ever happened. And mm. so, you know, you can take that <clears throat> and boil that down to anything, any trial or tribulation or suffering that you've been through in your life. And you know, I think Gabe, you can speak to this too. But there's there are several good things, objectively good, and things that honor the Lord. Things that have built up Hannah and I, that have come out of us losing our son. Mm. And that's again, we don't want to walk that line of saying like this is why he died. We can't say that. We're not in charge of of life and death like God right. is. But mm. even without knowing a true reason of this is why our son died, we still have the confidence that we can look at everything God had done into our lives up to that point. And also now what we're seeing done in the conversations we have with people and the chance to have mentor relationships and the chance to have this podcast and just to proclaim God's goodness to people that would not have come for us if we had not lost children. Man, that's right. Yeah, and that's and like like Will said, it's not like we're like, oh yeah, we lost kids. Now we got all this, you know, mm-hmm. different stuff we're doing. That's not the thing. I was telling someone last night. I said they had experienced a similar situation where they had like a miscarriage at six months. You mm-hmm. know, it was super hard. You know, far along and and this was uh this was a couple that was you know probably twenty five years older than me, honestly, mm-hmm. and and they you know still you know hurt from that right because uh, you don't you don't get over it you get through it mm-hmm. but we, we were talking and we were saying how this was a ministry that you would never want mm-hmm. but looking back on it you know we're we're grateful that god saw fit to give it to us mm-hmm. you know for all the reasons that you just mentioned and <clears throat> with that verse the thing that's that really kept me going you know mm-hmm. during difficult times was mm-hmm. like okay it's really bad now but it's gonna. There's gonna be a reason. There's gonna be a purpose for it. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we have to keep that in mind when we're in the middle of a difficult circumstance, mm-hmm. um, or even when we're in the middle of a good circumstance. To remember that, hey, like this is a blessing from God, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's because He loves you, and because He's given you, He's given you mm-hmm. blessings. Like, so yeah. it's not just when we're going through difficult times; it's when we're going through great times, mm-hmm. because those are a gift from God as well. Um, and at the end of that verse, it says. God has worked together or worked out all things for good for those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. So 
if we go back to the, the point we just mentioned previously, the unconditional election, we, we know that God has the purpose for your, for your life, for my life, for all of our lives is that we would have a relationship with him and that we would worship him and that we would you know then please him in, mm-hmm. in our lives. Like those are, if you want to know, you know, kind of where you came from, why you're here and where you're going, like that's it right there. Like God created you. He loves you. He has a purpose for your life. He created you to worship him and to know him and then to live out that, uh, live out your life according to that purpose. So the, the question then becomes, well, do you love him? Right? Because it says for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, you're called according to his purpose. We know that from scripture. The question is, do you love him? Right. So that that's the thing that we got to that. I think if somebody's listening to this and they're like, ah, you know, I know I don't love God. Well, you know, maybe some of the tough the stuff that you're going through is 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 doesn't have anything to do with with God trying to, like, you know, move you along a path to make you more like him or make you more righteous or it's 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 brought on by yourself. Right. It could be some kind of discipline situation that you're <clears throat> that you're figuring if you're addicted to crystal meth. Well, Man, that's that's not like that's your fault. Like you should have started taking, doing it, whatever you do with that stuff in the first place, right? So, it, it, we have to get back to yes, all things work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And so, you, you we got to ask ourselves: Do we love the Lord? We know we're called according to His purpose because He wants us all to know Him, love Him, and have a relationship with Him. But do you love Him? And if mm. you if you don't, you know we would encourage you to start, right? He loves you. He died for you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He's created this world for not only for his pleasure, but he put us in it for our pleasure um, and for us to see his goodness as we discussed in point number one. And so, you know, we would invite you to turn away from yourself, turn away from your sin, turn away from thinking that you can ever be good enough to earn God's favor, turn away from thinking that you can be your own God or that there's multiple paths and realize that, no, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. That's great, man. I mean, that's encouraging. And <clears throat> hope all of you listening got something from this. Uh, this is, like Gabe said, this is going to be a multi-part series here. I think we're coming up close to 30 minutes, so we're going to cut this one short. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we appreciate your listenership. We appreciate those of you who have been part of the podcast, have been listening from the beginning. And please follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can search Lost Boys to Found Fathers or Lost Boys on Twitter. You can find us there. We also have an email address, lostboystofoundfathers at gmail.com, where you can reach us if you have any questions or comments. Please like us, check us out, and share it. Remember, let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.